Ignite Impact Podcast. I am Tracy Purdy, and I believe that people are placed into our lives at every step in our life journey to be an integral part of our story. Here on the podcast, we will talk with individuals who have influenced me, helped me grow, nurtured me, inspired me, transformed my thinking, and enriched my life, and will do the same for you. We will be covering a variety of subjects, so stay tuned to be inspired and encouraged. Well, this is not exactly how I was thinking this week was going to to end up. It is the end of our spring break week, and I took our youngest three over to Jacksonville, which is about five and a half hours away from where we live to see our my brother and sister-in-law and their kids. My niece was having a birthday party and I thought it would be fun for us to just have a change of scenery, stay in a hotel, have some fun, which we did. It was all great and grand and we got to see the cousins and had a great time. Despite spending one day, full day, in the hotel room with a vomiting child, it, I mean, doesn't it always go that way? You feel you feel like you have these plans for what it's going to be like, and then it is, it ends up not being that. Thankfully, everything ended up being okay. Fingers crossed, no one else has caught any type of bug. I'm really hoping that it was something that she ate. My brother and sister-in-law took my other two children for the day so I could help Vale recuperate and rest, which she was able to do. And then we were able to kind of rally and go for the, for the rest of the trip. So all that to say, I was unable to have my guest on this week. So I still wanted to put out an episode this week, and I just thought that it might be interesting for me to pop on and visit a little bit about something that I personally have been dealing with and struggling with after a visit with a dear friend. So I was sharing some struggles that I was having in a parenting aspect of my life, being an adoptive mom. I'm just going to be open and honest about that. Um, I was sharing those struggles with a friend the other day, and she simply asked me this, And it's completely rocked my world, and I thought I would share in hopes to maybe, maybe not feel so, maybe not feel so alone, but also maybe encourage um, anyone else out there that may be struggling in this way. She said, have you talked to the Lord about any unmet expectations or unmet needs about your adoption? And while this question related specifically to me and my adoption struggles that I'm having. I mean, that question could be related to any issue that you are constantly battling over things in your mind. Are there unmet expectations or unmet needs that you feel aren't necessarily met? So I was like, what? Did I have expectations that I thought were going to come along with adoption, maybe I did have unspoken expectations that I thought things were going to be a certain way and they weren't maybe, or I wanted it to be like X, Y, Z, and then they're the opposite of that. 
it's truly changed the way I've been thinking and relating to this struggle. And I'm still wrestling with it, wrestling so much that I have um, contacted a therapist and I am going to go visit with them this next week and hopefully try to uncover some of these things that I feel like I'm battling with. So, I mean, how many of you have unspoken expectations? You know, those things that you expect from someone or a situation in your life, but that you don't or haven't been able to clearly communicate. And then when you don't get what you expect or what you expect doesn't happen, you get angry or sad or bitter um, or experience rage, which which sometimes I experience this this trigger of feeling irritated and um, annoyed at things that shouldn't make me feel that way. I mean, I feel like this can be so common in in any relationship too. So I believe it's so necessary and healthy and helpful to communicate the things that we are expecting from others, but also recognize the things that we expect from situations, you know, to become aware of the expectations that we unconsciously hold, you know, because when we hold on to those expectations or needs that we feel need to be met and we don't speak them out, they can bring resentment and frustration and disappointment in relationships and situations in life. And we should consider how they make you feel and to think about how you would like to feel instead. You know, they expectations can be such squashers of relationships. Expectations are usually unspoken, and we believe that people should read our minds. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> like, I feel like the men in our lives should just know what's going on up in our brains, you know, all 85 tabs that we have open going all the time. I feel like we would be so much happier if we could drop the expectations from everyone, except maybe people that you pay, like to do work for you and yourself. We could learn to appreciate people so much more when they do things for you that they want to do versus what you expect them to do. You know, we have over 4,400 subconscious thoughts a day. What are the odds that people will think what you think exactly when and how you think it? I mean, very low, you know? So let's look at it like this. Expectations are beliefs that come from a person's thought process when looking at evidence, right? So we see the sky grow pink, for example, so we expect to see the sun soon. Our expectations are not always correct because of flaws in our logic and the bias of hope and desire, and sometimes we get our hopes up based on a false premise or a misreading of the evidence. You know, many times we form expectations automatically without conscious effort. When our expectations are not met, pain can come, bitterness can come, and we often place blame on something or someone who did not live up to our expectations, even if our expectations were unreasonable or even unspoken. You know, many times 
expectations come from what we're used to or our family growing up or our own personalities. You know, if you grew up in a family where shouting and like open conflict was the normal way to resolve an issue, then you would expect others to shout and be open to outward confrontation if they had a problem. Or a person who prefers to hide emotion or be passive aggressive and not talk through issues, you know, talk issues out rationally may find it impossible to convince you that they've been hurt since they're not shouting yet. So it could be that serious and you continue to repeat the behavior that irritates them over and over again. You know, when one or both parents are struggling to have a core need tended to or are perceiving that they will not get what they need, generally parents can become disconnected from themselves and therefore each other and are certainly not available to attune and connect with their children. This can result in a whole family operating from a triggered response, which can look like both an angry or anxious or depressed or checked out state. And I've been in all of those, you know. The problem is we don't know how to go about getting our needs met if we don't know what they are. And the beautiful thing is once we're able to clearly identify our needs, we can learn how to effectively communicate them to our loved ones and learn how to get them met. And I I truly believe that talking things through with a therapist, um, a mentor, you know, that type of person that can speak that truth and love and light into your life could truly benefit your relationships. What really supports and refreshes a mother, what calms her fears, gives her strength, keeps her interior life, like our mind and soul, is inner peace. And there is a lie out there that says that we can create this inner peace by ourselves, and we can't. And I fully recognize that this inner peace only can come from God. I really, truly believe that. And over these past years of really wrestling with these um, adoption issues that I constantly battle with, um, I keep going back to this Psalm 62, 2 and 3. It says, my soul rests in God alone. From whom comes my salvation? God alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall never fall. And you know, the noise and the activities and the busyness of our lives have filled the spaces of our life to overflowing and little by little we add things to keep taking up more time and space and attention. So I feel like we really need to talk about our needs, right? I know. Did I just see you cringe? <laughs> or maybe an eye roll over there, maybe. But just like many parents who are sick of talking about not talking about Bruno, just listen to that all the way here. <laughs> Talking about our needs can be triggering and so uncomfortable, but why? You know, I believe we tend to dismiss the out loud, 
out loud identification of our needs with being needy. Like I felt like that for so long. And neediness is often, you know, referred to as being selfish or weak or annoying, demanding, you know, in other words, that may make us feel uncomfortable. It's so easy to put ourselves at the bottom of the list, particularly for mothers. This kind of selflessness is often deemed a positive parental attribute. Our culture actively celebrates the type of selfless mother who knows how to bake cookies and kiss all the boo-boos and serve everyone in the household and more, and yet some suffer in silence. You know, every step in my journey of motherhood has been a constant reminder that I am not in control. And that is honestly, that's when I decided to seek out help after the birth of my third child. From the very beginning, motherhood was a constant reminder for me that there are countless problems that I can't fix. It began with the inability to to be able to do what my body was created to do, like get pregnant like every other person in the world could do. Because that is how God created us, right? To procreate and build a family to point back to him. It went on further in our roller coaster of emotions and inability to control the adoption process of our first child. It then continued to happen in small ways, familiar to most parents. Our inability to control the sleep schedule of a newborn, to the behavior of a toddler, the order of my home, and you know, that list goes on. C.S. Lewis coined the phrase severe mercy to describe how God uses painful circumstances and suffering to remind us of what is true and ultimately draw us closer to God. Moms, you know, and for that matter, dads, we often feel guilty about a whole host of things. Usually the source of this guilt isn't about conviction over sin. It's about failing to measure up to preconceived notions and expectations about how things were supposed to go or look. Thankfully, God has not called me to be my children's Messiah or Savior. He has instead called me to be their mom. And as a Christian parent, God is calling me to something far simpler. He's calling me to follow him and provide both an example and an opportunity for my children to do the same, to love my neighbors, my children, as I love myself. I believe that unmet needs are often a test of our faith and obedience, and God uses unmet needs to call our attention to deeper spiritual needs so that we will learn to rely on God for all of our needs, material and otherwise. You know, only God can fulfill the desires of one's heart and creates a longing for God's heart. We assume and believe that we deserve things as humans, you know, a healthy, physically, mentally healthy children, money to do what we want, money to live how we want to live, a husband that is faithful and takes the time to care for your needs and emotions. Are those desires that we have negative? I don't think that there is anything wrong with having these desires. You know, God tells us to be desirers, dwelling 
on those desires can come before him. And that's when I believe that we run into issues. Desires for good things become bad when we let them become the ruling thing. You know, parenting is not only about the work that it takes to raise up a child, but it's also about continuing the work of being raised in Christ. Stripping back our innermost layers of selfishness and laying our pride exposed. Seeing ourselves as the center of our own personal schedule is no longer an option. And feeling like we have power over anything quickly vanishes into thin air. Parenthood pushes us to surrender and accept God's control, who already has everything planned out for you anyway. Have you pressed into what those possible unmet needs are that are holding you back from being the best parent, spouse, son, or daughter that you can be? That's my challenge for you today as you listen, is to talk to God about revealing what some of those unmet needs or expectations could be. If this is a struggle for you, as it has been for me, I challenge you to seek out a therapist that can walk you through the process of helping you address what those needs are. I will be here to cheer you on and encourage you as this thing called motherhood and life and relationships is can just be a challenge here on this side of heaven and I am here to be that encouragement to you. I hope this has made you think a little bit, you know, where that bitterness, that, you know, that inner rage or that irritability that you always feel triggered with certain things. I just hope that you can dig a little deeper, see where those feelings are coming from, and find someone that you can trust to speak life and truth into you today. I thank you as always for listening and my next guest next week is going to be a powerhouse. I am so excited for you guys to get to meet her and I will see you on the other side. Until then. Thank you as always for listening. If you have been enjoying our episodes and you would like to help support the podcast, Please share the episodes with others. Make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you listen and leave a rating or review. It means so much to me. To catch up on all the latest from me, you can follow me at Ignite Impact Podcast on Facebook and sign up for my weekly newsletter at IgniteImpactPodcast.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.